This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Tuesday, the 15th of February. All right, Justin. Elon Musk has called safety regulators in the US the fun police <laughs> because the regulators told Tesla to disable the feature that allows drivers to substitute a regular honk with goat and <laughs> part noises. Weird. For anyone else, you'd be very surprised. But Elon <laughs> Musk, not so much. Nah. Brett, that Super Bowl halftime show was something else. And you'd think the performers get a big fat paycheck to go on it. But no, Mary J. Blige just confirmed she wasn't being paid for the show. Oh. And none of the other stars are either. Wow. Three frugal stories today. Let's do it. For our first. JB Hi-Fi has seen their sales climb 4.3% in January. Mm. And now it's feeling generous. So it's going to return $250 million back to shareholders via an off-market buyback. JB Hi-Fi are the ASX version of a teacher's pet Brett. <laughs> what is the story? Okay, so JB Hi-Fi is the largest home entertainment retailer in Australia. Back in the day, they specialised in CDs from your favourite band, mm. the Backstreet Boys. Oh yes, but now they sell products like TVs, mm-hmm. mobile phones, drones, you name it. <laughs> and JB has been hitting all the right notes over the last few years. Yep. In January, JB sales climbed 4.3% <laughs> and that's despite the dreaded supply <laughs> chain issues. <laughs> so now it's planning on returning up to two $250 million of capital back to shareholders via an off-market buyback. So shares jumped 7% on the news. Makes sense to me. So what's the key learning here? Share buybacks occur when companies offer to repurchase some of their shares from existing shareholders. It's like this. So rather than $10 million of the company shares being available on the open market, mm-hmm. they might buy back $1 million. So now there are only 9 million shares in circulation. Now, Justin, since there are less shares in the company available on the market, mm-hmm. the company's profits are spread over over fewer shares. Which often means those shares end up being worth more. Now, share buybacks can be done in one of two ways. So we throw them. Well, we've got on-market buybacks. When a company buys its own shares on an exchange during trading hours. And then we've got off-market buybacks. Where the buyback does not occur on an exchange, but they make an offer directly to their shareholders. And in this case, JB Hi-Fi says the off-market buyback is the best way to go. Mm-hmm. For our second story, after a few crazy years of turmoil, mm. Crown Resorts bought has recommended its shareholders accept an $8.9 billion offer. Ah, Justin, could this saga finally be over? (laughs) What is happening here? Okay, so Crown Resorts, we all know Australia's biggest casino group. And Brett, let's be honest, it's been a pretty rocky year in the press. Well, royal commissions, Mm -hmm. money laundering, license issues. Now get this one. When Crown was really struggling, they received a takeover bid from a US private equity firm called Blackstone. The very same Blackstone, my friend, that holds majority stakes in companies like Ancestry.com and Bumble. And Brett, there was a lot of toing, a lot of froing, one final arm wrestle, <laughs> and Blackstone increased their offer to $13.10 per share. So now, Crown's board has finally recommended that shareholders accept the bid. But hold right there, Justin. Don't get too excited because the deal will need to be approved by Australia's Foreign Investment Review Board, and they're very strong at arm wrestles. <laughs> so what's the key learning here? Before global companies can acquire local Aussie companies, they need to be approved by the big guns. I.e. the Australian Foreign Investment Review Review Board, or FERB for short. Now, FERB, they look at foreign investment proposals and they advise the treasurer whether to give the yay or perhaps the nay. And this is based on what? Well, it's based on Australia's national interest. Any deal that FERB reckons is against Australia's national interest will be blocked. And Jazzy Boy, although FERB approves most deals, Mm there have been some pretty big deals that got KB'd at the finish line. (laughs) For example, last year, the treasurer rejected a Chinese company's $600 million acquisition of Lion Dairy and Drinks. And as a result, 
result, it was sold to Aussie-owned Bega instead. So, B-Man, we'll just have to wait and see whether Blackstone's bid passes the test. I agree. For our third and final story, Binance, the giant crypto exchange, has invested 200 million US dollars into the business publication Forbes just two years after suing them for defamation. Talk about doing a 180, B-Man. What is the story? So, Binance is a crypto exchange, Mm -hmm. and it's actually the largest one in the world in terms of daily trading volumes. B-Man, it was founded in 2017 in China, but after increased regulation of crypto in China, it did the next best thing and moved to the Cayman Islands. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, of course it did. Who wouldn't? And now Binance (laughs) is investing 200 mil into Forbes. The same Forbes that runs the business and finance publication famous for its 30 under 30 list. But now Binance's CEO says it's all about buying influence. Gotta love that subtlety. You gotta (laughs) love it. So what's the key learning here? When assessing whether to make an investment in another company, there are a number of considerations at play. It could be to gain a majority stake in that business and therefore control or influence its future. It could be to find cost synergies between the companies and reduce overall expenses. Or it could be for a strategic purpose. Uh, That would be when a company wants to achieve a certain goal Mm -hmm. and invest in another company that can help them get there. Here's the thing, Brett. Forbes has around 150 million readers and it's a trusted brand. On the other hand, crypto is still shrouded (laughs) in a bit of, uh, let's say, mystery. And a load of distrust. (laughs) So by investing in Forbes, Binance can control the narrative around crypto. And hopefully help build consumer understanding and education in the space. 30 under 30 for crypto. <laughs> Fluxfam, we're running a little survey to understand our listeners and our readers a little bit better. And if you want to fill it out, there are great prizes to be won. Three $100 Uber Eats vouchers to be precise, B-Man. It's a five-minute survey and you can win awesome prizes, so the link is in the show notes. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.